Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and yes, welcome to NAPWIC Talks Radio. I am Jada Williams, your national NAPWIC blog talk chair. Thank you all for joining us this morning. To all of our members, listeners, and first-time guests, you know I have to ask you to please, please, please um, go on your different social media platforms and follow, like, and share that you are hanging out with the National Association of Black Women in Construction. Or you can head over to our website at www.napwick.org and engage with us. Find out about what it is that we do and join our membership. So you already know I get super excited every Wednesday morning here at NABWIC Talks Radio. We have a special, special guest in the studio with us this morning. But before we head over to our guest, I have to uh, remind all of you about our NABWIC annual meeting. Yes, it's that time of year again. December is right around the corner, so you already know we're deep into the fourth quarter of our fiscal year, and we are already talking about 2021. So yes, in January, January 27th through January 31st, NABWIC, we are hosting our annual meeting. So come join us in Jacksonville, Florida during those dates, and you can find out more information on Eventbrite and or our website. You want me to say it again? It's www.napwick.org. I saw somebody's um, number one go up, so I know you're trying to get in and engage with us. Yes. So moving right along, getting into today's show. We have been waiting for some time to get on our special guest today, Mr. David Clark. Mr. David Clark is the Senior Vice President Operations at Broward Health. David is an experienced healthcare operations manager with extensive experience in successful managing portfolios, programs, corporate non-clinical service departments, and projects in both the public and private sector. David leverages his business and technical skills in developing strategic projects 
by building successful, cohesive teams that deliver results. With experience spanning over 18 years, spearheads the daily operations of multiple construction projects with a capital budget from various funding sources totaling in excess of $3 billion. So, yes, he has clearly proven history in establishing effective communications, management, and coordination with corporate support service departments. Good morning, and welcome to the show, Mr. Clark. How are you? I am very well. Good morning, Jada. Uh, I first want to say that was impressive, and uh, thank you for having me uh, this morning. I'm, I'm really interested in participating. It's been long overdue, but I'm glad we were able to connect and um, actually have a conversation. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know what they say, I motivate the motivator. So if you ever need a hype man, just call <laughs> me, Mr. Clark. I'll do your introduction for you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So I said a little bit about what it is that you do, but no one can tell us better than the person himself. So first of all, just tell it, tell us who you are in terms of your own background and how it is that you came to do what it is that you do. Sure, sure. So um, from a personal standpoint, I am a South Florida guy that that was born and bred in the Miami-Dade County area um, through uh, lower education, high school education, all the way into me leaving to go to Nashville, Tennessee, where I attended Tennessee State to do my undergrad. Um, While there, I was part of the athletic program, but also finished uh, with my – bachelor's degree in architecture and facilities engineering. So I stayed there for a little while, um, did some internships at the Vanderbilt University and and some internships with uh, Turner Construction at the time, uh, primarily focused in program management, project management, and construction management over uh, healthcare hospitals and and, and related facilities. Um, I later transitioned and came back home to the South Florida area where I did my MBA at NOVA, um, in business to kind of advance my career and, uh, you know, reset my career path. Um, while coming back, I, I started doing some work again in the same industry, um, providing those services to the North Broward Hospital ditch, District, which is, which is ironic, and the South Broward Hospital District. Um, I then uh, made the transition from the private side and, and crossed over to the owner side where I was actually working for the health system in fact, it was the Public Health Trust, uh, better known as Jackson Health System, um, where I spent approximately nine years uh, growing that organization, uh, being part of strategic teams um, to get myself to the Associate Vice President of Facilities Design and Construction at the time. Um, from there, I, I transitioned over to Broward and been here just shy of about three years um, working in operations. So that's kind of a little bit about me um, and my background and kind of my navigation through my career path. Wow, wow, wow. Well, you know, I'm already loving that you are an original 305, and then you also went to Tennessee State University, and we all know that that is another great HBCU um, that we love to network with. So, Mr. Clark, um, I also want to remind our listeners 
that you were also one of those key players in that uh, mentor-protege program. So let me back it up just a few. A couple of months ago, we did have our billion-dollar luncheon and uh, mentor-protege um, programs opportunities following up with Jackson Jackson Hospital, and we had some of the leaders on the line um, then. But Mr. David Clark, um, just in case our listeners missed it, he is one of those key players facilitating create that program. Correct, Mr. Clark? Um, in fact, that is correct. Um, it, it's, it's funny you say that. I remember it um, kind of vividly when – when Jackson Health System uh, got a favorable vote from the taxpayers back in 2016 for a bond referendum, uh, and the bond referendum was for 180, uh, excuse me, 830 million dollars. Um, and at the time, the organization was going to uh, advance about 500 million for a total of 1.2, 1.3 billion dollar capital program. And, you know, we went into discussions with the executive leadership team, with the community, with the county commissioners on, you know, how best we would implement this program. Um, and for those that are in the industry, I'm pretty sure you're aware of the small business requirements and the equitable distribution um, of projects. But, you know, we felt with this level of money, and again, being a, pu a public hospital that's highly highly provides services to the community, to indigent care, to, to your ability to pay, we should um, advance our participation with with, our, with small businesses and also educate them and groom them and mentor them so they can go out and be standalone businesses. Um, so what we did there, and, and it came because I was a product of the same mentorship program. Uh, back when I first started, I was working for a minority company that did partnerships with national companies to get me exposure, and that's what we introduced to their uh, what they call the Miracle Building Bond Program was not just the traditional cost of work subcontractual roles, but also mentorships at the administrative level, the project management level, um, and the field management level. So, yeah, that was a fun time. Wow, 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 and what an amazing way to use your experiences and reach back to create that program during a race-neutral program that you guys came up with that. So, again, we applaud you and thank you for being a part of that and moving forward with that. That was so amazing. So, Mr. Clark, that brings me around to what led you, because it sounds like you you, you were a mentee at one time, you got involved with these different programs that you just explained. So internally, what led you on the path of being the senior vice president of operations? Well, me basically sharing my story, if, if you, if you kind of navigate that career path, you'll see it started more in the private side and doing work for healthcare systems and providing healthcare facilities and environments and, and clinics to support their operations. Um, and during that time, I, I guess I took a personal interest in understanding what I'm doing and why am I doing it. And, and what I mean by that is, um, yes, you can build a building and you can build a hospital, but do you understand the program? Do you understand the demographics? Do you understand the community and the community needs that you're serving? How can you make that building more efficient? And from that, that gave me some perspective on hospital operations, primarily, primarily the non-clinical um, departments and support service departments, 
But, you know, with that experience and, and, and taking a personal approach and getting into the details of the mindset of a hospital administrator or the mindset of the community need and benefit that the hospital provides is what got me interested into uh, the operations of a healthcare system. And that is amazing. So I'm hearing that, um, that first you needed to understand, um, have that specialized knowledge, and then, of course, you wanted to know why, why it is, what it is that you're doing, which screams clarity to me. And then you followed that up with internships, mentorships, and then the mindset. You did that deep dive into figuring out and understanding and learning the mindset of the people in the community that you would be servicing and also maybe your team members. Yep, exactly right. Exactly right, Jada. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, Ms. Mr. Clark, I think this is a great time for us to take a quick commercial break so that our listeners can make sure that they go and get their notebook, their pen, take some tips, and listen in to NABWIC Talks with Mr. David Clark. Today's show is brought to you by Ann McNeil, the master builder, building stronger and better lives and businesses, and by PepsiCo Frito-Lay Company, one of the largest food and beverage companies in the world, and by J. Perry and Associates, giving you the building blocks to grow your business. If you're joining us online, be sure to visit their websites, which are listed in the online description for this week's show. To learn more about our advertising rates and packages for NABWIC Talks, contact Jada Williams at area code 786-702-1005 or email blogtalk at nabwick.org. And don't forget to follow us on Blog Talk Radio by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash nabwick. Thank you, and we're back. Yes, and we are back this morning with our special guest, who is the Senior Vice President of Operations over at Broward Health, Mr. David Clark. If you're just now tuning in, you have not missed much, but you've missed much. <laughs> so I hope you had time to grab your notebook, your pen, get settled in, and continue to listen in uh, with Mr. Clark. So, Mr. Clark, you have told us a little bit about your history, your background, the why it is that you do what you do, what motivates you, and thank you so much for sharing those last tips with us. What areas are your key focuses over at Broward Health and in your career? Right. Well, just to share with you a little bit about the composition of Broward Health, we are a five-hospital system that's on four campuses. Uh, we're about 30 different community health sites and physician locations in and around Broward County. We primarily take care of the upper two-thirds of Broward County. So that, that's our makeup from a system level. And from that level, I manage a number of corporate system departments, such as physical security, safety, health, and environment, emergency management. Uh, my wheelhouse is design and construction, corporate real estate. I also have oversight over the grants department and the foundation, and here recently uh, picked up uh, pharmacy corporate-wide and fleet management. So those are, to say a few, if you will, um, a number of the corporate non-clinical departments that, that are under my oversight from a system level. So I hope you're catching in, members. That's a lot of departments that Mr. <laughs> David Clark is over that screams at 
our National Association makeup. I called the Design and Construction Grants Department. He's listed plenty. So, members, I hope that you are um, marking down Mr. Clark in your network to research him and to connect. So, moving right along, Mr. Clark, how do you get it all done? Wow. You're busy. You got to find – yeah, oh, for sure. You got to find – motivation, you know, celebrate the small wins and, and just keep some resilience about yourself and surround yourself with a good team. Yes, indeed. And, of course, you know I have to ask, because we turn our contacts into contracts, where do you get your funding from, at least Broward Health? How does that work? So Broward Health um, is a tax district whereby we heavily rely on tax subsidies from the state level. We also have some supplemental income from the federal level and then our traditional operating uh, revenue that we get from core services. You know, we, we, we provide services with, with or without the ability to receive reimbursement. We understand that we're here for the community. We support the community needs. So our, our, our funding comes from many different uh, funding sources uh, in addition to philanthropy. So I imagine there are goals and objectives that you and your department hope to achieve. Are you able to tell us about a couple of those? So I'll start off by just saying out-of-the-box thinkers, right? We're, we're, we're trying to be a data-driven organization um, that's inclusive of innovations and technology. Um, but, at the end, but at the same time, when you talk about operational projects, you're talking about keeping the lights on, keeping patients and visitors safe, uh, keep, keeping services in the hospital clean and friendly with the environment of care. So with that, we need to be equitable. We need to be inclusive in our mindsets. We always need to have a process improvement initiative for continuous improvements. Um, with that, that's a, that's a small bit of, of some of the goals and objectives for, for the department. I will say um, uh, when I first got here, I, I put a lot of effort into restructuring our corporate facilities and designing construction and how we do business with the community after attending some community outreach so we can open up our, our spectrum of inclusiveness and the ability to help companies maintain minimum qualifications, again, so they can be standalone companies. Amazing, amazing, amazing. It sounds like you've had quite a few accomplishments over there. So how did you hear about NAVWIC and in what ways did you or others um, believe that NAVWIC would benefit individuals in the Florida area? So I was introduced to NAVWIC back at my time at, at Jackson Health Systems. It was approximately five, six years ago I met Ann McNeil um, through a colleague of mine at the time. And we worked together uh, part of the Miracle Building Bond Program and we just had a standing relationship. I would attend some of their lunches just to hear um, some of the companies and some of the services that they provide and their qualifications. Uh, so that's kind of been my relationship with NASWIC. Okay, amazing, amazing, amazing. What does your organization do to help encourage individuals to go into the construction industry or small businesses, you know, being that we're NAVWIC and we're working, working together? So what we've done is we took a look um, – and I briefly mentioned earlier, but we took a look at how we did business in the past, right? Um, mm -hmm. Again, I'm going to use the term operation. So our corporate facilities team across the system, we started a program 
and we primarily were, we're under what we call CDV, Certified Diverse Vendors. We opened up a new program for general and a number of trade contractors targeting CDVs to put in our pool, a rotational pool, equitable, um, so we can rotate dollars and keep these dollars in, in our communities. What we also did on the design and construction side of the industry is we created the same cadence, if you will, a pool of design professionals, architects, and all of the trade engineers, civil and landscaping as well, and, and created those same CDV capacity in, in those pools. And the, the third thing, I don't want to say the last thing, but the third thing we did was we, um, we pulled back the onion, if you will, and opened up our tiered contractors whereby we have a tier one, which we close to all CDV vendors from 250 to 500,000. We created tier two from 500 to 2 million and tier three from three, uh, excuse me, 2 million to 6 million. So we're trying to break down those walls, break down those barriers, be inclusive, get folks lined up and, and, and help them serve our community as well. Absolute amazing. Thank you so much for that. Now, what would you, what advice, would you offer to our members and our listeners that are in the construction industry and do some of these things in design construction and offer professional services, whether they are entrepreneur or looking for a career change? What advice would you give them on how to connect with you or Broward Health to get in on these opportunities? I would say uh, monitor our websites. I, I would say get, it, get in contact with our supply and diversity group under our procurement authority get connected, come out. We do a number of workshops annually. I think we do it twice a year where we, we have workshops. We do peer speed dating, if you will, with some of our, our, our larger vendors to connect with some of the smaller vendors. Um, I would say, you know, look for some of the CDV participation solicitations that we sent out. Um, just, just, just stay involved, stay connected, and, and communicate with us. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And with that being said, we'll take a quick commercial break and come back and finish up with Mr. David Clark. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. And we are back with Mr. David Clark, who is the Senior Vice President of Operations over at Broward Health Systems. So thank you again for joining us and listening in this morning. Uh, Mr. Clark, 
We've had an amazing conversation this morning, so I just have to ask you just a few more questions. I know you're super busy. Um, could you share with us your favorite book and or what book you're currently reading? Wow, that's an interesting question, Jada. Um I'll tell you that's an iffy question for me and I'll and, and, and I'll be honest with you. I, I, I am a reader but certainly not a leisure reader. I um I'm more of an analytical thinker, uh and very competitive by nature. So I like to look study more so than read uh data analytics, uh especially over the departments that I manage and compare our performance with um national benchmarks so we can always improve and also understand what others are doing great and maybe put some of those tools in our tool houses so we can be more efficient with um, with our time, with our capital investments, and even with our staff as far as productivity. Um, so books are great, but I'm, I'm more of an analytical data analytics uh, performance driving metrics type of studier that, that tries to span across different uh, data sources just to, just to see where we are. Hey, and that is all better of your success over there. So uh, for our analytical thinkers, keep doing what you're doing, and it sounds like you're very knowledgeable in staying ahead um, through those readings of the material that you're reading. So that is such a great tip in itself, Mr. Clark. Um, before we wrap up the show, could you share with our members, how can we get in contact with you? Do you have a LinkedIn or a Facebook to where we can connect with you? Um, I do have a LinkedIn, um, and I can I can send you that that LinkedIn connection. I am not on Facebook, unfortunately, but you can always uh, send me an email correspondence at D as in David, J as in Jack Clark. So it's D J Clark at BrowardHealth dot org. Before we wrap up, this is Ann McNeil, the Master Builder, helping to build stronger and better lives and businesses, and I would be remiss if I did not come on and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, David Clark, for everything that you have done, are doing, and will do to open up opportunities for small minority and especially black women in the construction industry because our firm at MCO Construction and Services are one of the recipients of all of the work that you and many of the other leaders at Jackson Health created as a part of that bond program for Jackson Health System for the mentor-protege. And we have created a pipeline for individuals coming up through the construction industry to participate similar to yourself and the experiences that you had as you were a younger person who was hired by a black firm to work in the healthcare system. So I just want to say thank you on behalf of all of the mental protégés that have benefited from what you've done and on behalf of many of our NABWIC members because as a part of the mentor-protégés, half of those members were actually NABWIC members, men and women, as beneficiaries from everything that you did. So we're all looking very forward to everything that you will continue to do 
as a part of opening up opportunities in the healthcare system nationally. And I really don't think people realize the impact in healthcare and blacks in construction, architects and engineers, we really don't exist in a, uh, a very important number. We are the recipients on the healthcare side in terms of, you know, being patients and things like that. But when it comes to opportunities for architects, engineers, and contractors, ACA, which is a system that is required for you to know in order to work in healthcare, has been a stumbling block for many of us. And everything that you're doing is opening up that opportunity and mentor-protege partnership relationships with the larger firms and the larger subs that are allowing all of us as small, especially black-owned businesses, to benefit. So I just, you know, again, David, you are just um, a phenomenal person, and I just want to share that nationally because you changed jobs before we could give you your just due and honor. And, uh, Jada, you've done a phenomenal job with this show. I want to thank Jackie Perry and Ursula and everything that all of you do in supporting NABWIC Talks. And as the founder of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, I am just so honored to continue to be wowed by everything that all of you are doing as you serve. And, again, we are the voice of black women in construction. And now because of you, David, you're giving us an opportunity to have a voice in the healthcare industry as architects, engineers, and contractors, and also suppliers. So with that, um, Jada and Ursula, I'll turn it back over to you, but I just want, again, on behalf of all of us, continue to say thank you. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.